Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. In today's Sira session, uh, we will cover a couple of things uh, that include some of the important events that occurred after after Tabuk and uh, the Battle of Tabuk and also the first Hajj in Islam after uh, opening of the Mecca uh, that was performed by uh, in the leadership of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Bakr, to, uh, to lead the first Hajj. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, one of the important things to, to remember about the uh, Tabuk is uh, it has very far reaching ramifications uh, and the impact on, uh, on the political uh, aspect of, uh, of, the, uh, of the region itself. And uh, uh, later on, it had a huge impact on the world at large. Um, <clears throat> after Rasulullah Sassam came back from Tabuk, uh, one of the key things that he took care of was uh, all the uprising of the, the, of the Munafiqeen that was happening. And uh, as we talked about uh, uh, prior to Tabuk, when, uh, when Rasulullah Sassam was uh, leaving for Tabuk, um, uh, some of the Munafiqeen came to Rasulullah and they wanted him to pray in, uh, in the, one of the um, uh, one masjid that they they created and they wanted to cause a division within the ummah by that masjid and wanted to make that as a, a point where they can gather all the uh, all the enemies of Allah and his messenger over there and um, kind of a, if you want to think of this way uh, creating a, a in parallel like Masjid al-Nabawi of Rasulullah was the headquarter of uh, of Islam at that time, so they wanted to create another Masjid uh, in a manner to counter that. So when Rasulullah came back uh, from Tabuk, uh, one of the things that he took care of was uh, when he was asked to uh, to come and uh, pray there, Allah Azza wa Jal told us Rasulullah already about that masjid as Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Tawbah وَالَّذِينَ تَخَذُوا مَسْجِدًا دِرَارًا وَكُفَرًا وَتَفْرِيقًا بَيْنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَإِرْسَادًا لِمَنْ حَارَبَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ مِنْ قَبْ وَلَا يَحْلِفُنَّ إِنْ أَرَدْنَا إِلَّا الْحُسْنَ وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ who took for themselves uh, a masjid for causing harm and disbelief and division among the believers and uh, as a station for whoever had, had warred against Allah and his messenger before. And they will surely swear we intended only the best. And Allah testifies that indeed they are liars. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to pray over there as Allah says in the following ayah, لا تقوم فيه أبدا do not stand for prayers within it ever. A mosque founded on righteousness from the first day is more worthy for you to stand in. Within it are men who love to purify themselves and Allah loves those who purify themselves. So here Allah Azza wa Jal actually 
<coughs> commanded Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to he forbid him to pray there. And second thing happened out of that was uh, uh, following that Rasulullah sallallahu commanded that 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 masjid uh, to be destroyed, and that masjid was destroyed after that. And uh, some of the significant uh, events that occurred uh, after Tabuk, besides the destruction of the Masjid al Darad that Allah subhanahu wa taala refers as, and uh, and uh, now the the Munafiqeen uh, who were uprising Rasulullah to kill them and suppress all those voices that were trying to destroy Islam within the the, the, the Islamic State at that time. Uh, and uh, the other events that occurred was one of the events happened was. Uh, when uh, there are two reports talk about one talk about Uwaymar uh, al-Ajilani uh, he actually uh, his wife's infidelity and then the, the hukum of Li'an was uh, was revealed uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, each event inshallah and the second one was about the stoning of uh, Ramidiyah woman who confessed uh, about, the, about the zina that she committed uh, and the third thing happened was uh, when the uh, Najashi, the king of uh, Habasha, uh, he passed away. Ashama was his name, and Najashi was the title. Fourth event, event happened was the death of Rasulullah's daughter, Umm Kulthum, the second wife of Uthman, the second daughter of Rasulullah, who was married to Uthman, she passed away. And the uh, fifth uh, event that happened was the death of Abdullah bin Ubay uh, bin Salul. Uh, and, um, and the, the first one that uh, uh, I was talking about is, is mentioned uh, about the about the uh, al-Ajlani. Another uh, hadith talks about uh, uh, the similar kind of event, but with uh, uh, Hilal bin Umayyah, uh, one of the three Sahaba who were left behind <coughs> in Tabuk, and uh, Allah Azza wa Jal revealed the. Uh, 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 the acceptance uh, of forgiveness of their, uh, their sins later on after 50 days that we talked about uh, last week. Uh, so his wife was another one that the event uh, incident happened that caused uh, Li'an. Uh, so Li'an, uh, what it means by that is uh, this is an uh, action if if, uh, if a wife has committed uh, adultery and um, in that case uh, the husband if he is the witness, as uh, the hadith talks about him, uh, about Uwaymar, uh, and this hadith is reported by Muslim, uh, the hadith wordings are uh, are like this: that um, Uwaymar came to uh, Asim uh, and he asked him that, uh, "What did Allah's messenger say to you?" Of, uh, he asked actually first about the incident. He says, "Tell me about a person who finds a man with his wife. If he finds a man with his wife, should he kill him?" and be killed in retaliation, or should he act uh, 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 awesome? Uh, um, he, he went and he asked for, for, the, for the verdict from uh, Sahal bin Sa'ad uh, al-Sayyidi. So uh, uh, he, gave, he went and he asked Rasulullah, so Asim asked actually Rasulullah and he did not like the question that was raised. And uh, he disapproved uh, of it so much that Asim felt uh, very, uh, very, very, very sad that uh, he had heard Rasulullah by that. When Asim came back uh, to his family, Uwaymar came to him and asked him, what did Rasulullah say about it? And Asim's uh, reply to Uwaymar was, you did not bring something good. Allah's Messenger did not like this, uh, uh, this kind of religious verdict that I sought from him. Uwaymar said, by Allah, I will not rest until I have asked him about it. So, so Uwaymar proceeded until he came to Rasulullah 
as he was sitting uh, among the people. And he said to Rasulullah, tell me about the person who found a man with his wife. Should he kill him? And then uh, you, you, kill, uh, you would be killed uh, because of retaliation. Uh, or how should he act? So the Rasulullah said, uh, he recited the verses that were revealed regarding that in Surah An-Nur and, uh, he, uh, and, and the, the, those, ayat, those ayat actually says uh, ask Rasulullah to bring the wife to him and then both of them actually they have to swear uh, the reason it's called Ri'an uh, is because they swear first uh, for example um, uh, the husband who is uh, saying that his wife has committed adultery then he has to swear that he's saying the truth uh, and if he is a liar, then uh, uh, the la'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be on him. And then the wife says that he's a liar four times, and the fifth time uh, does the curse on herself, that if he is uh, uh, if he is truthful, then the la'an of Allah be on, on her. So, and after that, Raymer um, uh, actually, he divorced his wife uh, uh, with three, pronoun- uh, three pronouncements. And uh, before even Rasulullah commanded him, and from there on, that became the practice that uh, after that uh, the, the divorce uh, the, the divorce is done after the land so this was the hukum of uh, for land that uh, that was revealed because uh, this was after the, the tabuk and it's uh, it was a major thing the similar kind of incident was as i mentioned was uh, mentioned about uh, hilal bin umayyah um, uh, just a little bit of a variation about that that um, uh, when when he he talked about his wife actually so he was going to be uh, he was going to be uh, the verdict was to be lashed 80 times because uh, this is an accusation without the witnesses so uh, either a person bring witnesses or he will be uh, lashed 80 times for that kind of uh, accusation about a wife or any other uh, woman uh, uh, anyways so for for that kind of a accusation a person has to have four witnesses otherwise he can be lashed for 80 times so uh, and then he was asking uh, for Allah to, to reveal a hukum regarding that and the hukum of Li'an was revealed at that time so that was the second one and the third one was the second incident was about the woman of the uh, woman which is the Ghamidiya from the tribe of Ghamid and um, she came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam uh, as the hadith which is reported by Abu Dawood mentions that a Ramadi woman came to Rasulullah and came and she said I have committed uh, fornication and he said go back she returned and on next next day she came uh, to him again and she uh, and said perhaps you wanted to send me uh, send me back as you did to Ma'iz bin Malik so there was another person who also committed uh, adultery in the past and uh, uh, around the same time and uh, he was actually he also came and he he uh, he uh, he actually confessed that he has done that and he wanted to be purified so be punished in this dunya rather than to be punished in the hereafter so uh, 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 so he, she said I swear by Allah I am pregnant and uh, he said to her go back she then returned and came to him next day he said to her go back until you give birth to a child so she then returned when the, when the, uh, when she gave birth to a child and then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, sent her back the, until the, the 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 baby boy that she gave birth to uh, is a, uh, is weaned and able to eat something else besides uh, besides the milk. So uh, then she came afterwards when the child was uh, old enough that uh, was able to eat uh, other than milk. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he uh, uh, then he took the child and gave it to one of the Sahaba to to raise him. 
while she was uh, uh, she was punished according to Islam. And when the uh, when uh, when the punishment was going on, when uh, Khalid was pelting uh, the uh, part of the blood was actually like came to uh, Khalid bin Walid radiallahu an, and he did not like it. And uh, and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, so so basically, he said some bad words. And Rasulullah said, Be gentle, Khalid, by him in whose hand my soul is, she has reported to such an extent that if one who wrongly even uh, takes the, the, the taxes uh, uh, were to repent uh, to a like extent, he would, uh, would be forgiven. Because taking the taxes, collection of the taxes, is also uh, a, a big haram uh, in Islam. And another version of the hadith actually talks about uh, the ma'iz, but Malik also. And when ma'iz was punished, uh, uh, about whom Rasulullah said that his uh, repentance, if that's been placed on the whole of the Ummah or the whole of the Medina, that would have been sufficient for all. It is distributed among them all. Uh, and Rasulullah, when it comes to Ghamidiyya, she he not only uh, after the punishment, he prayed on her, uh, uh, prayed a salat of Janazah for her and uh, participated in, uh, in the burial of her. <coughs> Third incident that happened after Tabu, which was important, was uh, the, the, the death of uh, Nijashi, Ashama. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he uh, prayed uh, Salatul Janazah, which is, uh, uh, which is Ghaibana, meaning in, in his absence, Rasulullah sallallahu um, prayed, uh, prayed for him. <coughs> and about Umm uh, Kulthum, the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when she passed away, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to uh, Uthman, that uh, had I got a third daughter, I would let you marry her uh, because he was already married to two of them. Uh, first, Ruqayya, she passed away, and then she, uh, Rahman was married to the, the second daughter, Umm Kulthum. And uh, of course, Fatima was already married to Ali, and, uh, uh, and Zainab was uh, married to, Zainab was married to uh, Abu Las that we talked about last week. <coughs> Now, the fifth incident that happened, and uh, it's very important for us to pay attention to it because this one has some relevance to uh, nowadays some of the events that happen around us, and uh, we find uh, some very clear, I would say, mistakes done by uh, people around us, and sometimes people, we may not realize how big of a mistake is that. And that is uh, something linked to the death of uh, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. He was... Uh, Famously, the head of the Munafiqeen. And uh, when Rasulullah came back from Tabuk, uh, Rasulullah was told by his son Abdullah, uh, Abdullah bin Abdullah bin Ubay Salul, that, that he mentioned that he, his father passed away. And he asked him to uh, ask for the forgiveness for his father and uh, ask for his shirt also to, to, for, for him to be buried with his. And Rasulullah uh, uh, accepted both. And Umar uh, was. Uh, was Way, seems to be very unhappy about that uh, because Allah Azza wa Jal says about that أَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ أَوْ لَتَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ إِنْ تَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةً فَلَنْ يَغْفِرَ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ And here Allah Azza wa Jal says, ask for forgiveness for them, O Muhammad, or do not ask for forgiveness for them. And if, even, uh, it doesn't matter. If you, if you should ask forgiveness for, for them 70 times, never will Allah forgive them. So, uh, that is why they said that they were not forgiven by Allah and His Messenger. 
accepted that that is because they disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger and Allah does not guide the defiantly disobedient people. Here Allah Azza wa is talking about it and, the, uh, and the, uh, Ibn Kathir uh, talks about this whole uh, story in a manner that uh, when Rasulullah was going to, uh, going to pray for uh, Abdullah bin Ubay, uh, he came and he grabbed Rasulullah with his robe. And he started pulling him and he was saying that, are you going to pray uh, on him? And uh, uh, Rasulullah uh, and he was referring to the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about 70 times. And Rasulullah the response was that verily I will ask Allah to forgive them 70 times and 70 more. Uh, and 70 more, meaning because the ayah is talking about 70. But in general, um, we know that in Arabic when it says 70, 70 does not necessarily mean 70. But uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not clearly uh, stop uh, uh, Muslims at that time to ask for forgiveness. <clears throat> so Rasulullah said he will do that. And after that, the hukum revealed that says, وَلَا تُسَلِّ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَا تَعَبَدًا وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِهِ إِنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَاتُوا وَهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ And do not pray the, uh, uh, over any of them and this is to Rasulullah and we know the khitab uh, that is to Rasulullah is in general is a general khitab unless uh, meaning for addresses for all the ummah unless it is very clearly mentioned that it is for Rasulullah alone only meaning there is some indicator of arena that shows that otherwise the commands that were given for Rasulullah that applies to the whole ummah okay so the ayah says that, uh, and do not pray, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, any of them who has died uh, ever or stand at uh, his grave, indeed, talking about uh, here the munafiqeen, or uh, in general, the ayah goes on about the kuffar, and other ayah clarifies that as well. Indeed, they disbelieve in Allah and his messenger, and died while they were defiantly disobedient. And uh, <clears throat> uh, so the, because of this ayah, after this ayah was revealed, Rasulullah did not uh, uh, pray any of the munafiqeen. Uh, and of course, the praying over the kuffar was already not allowed. And I'll talk about that a little bit also again. Uh, and uh, the only reason Rasulullah prayed was because at that time, uh, Rasulullah was given uh, the choice by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, to, it was allowed at that time. And after that, the, the command was revealed and it was uh, stopped. But uh, <clears throat> now, if you look at uh, praying over the non-Muslims, uh, as we can remember when we talked about the death of uh, Abu Talib, uh, the father of Ali, radiallahu anhu, and the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the one who was the person who helped Rasulullah sallallahu a lot during the, the, the Meccan era, as a matter of fact, from the time uh, after his uh, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, grandfather Abdul Muttalib died at the age of when Rasulullah was eight years old, from there on until Rasulullah was about fifty years old, uh, 50, 51 years old. Uh, until then, Abu ja Abu, uh, Abu Talib continued to support Rasulullah He raised him and supported him uh, until then, uh, and he was one of the people who was. Uh, preventing many kinds of different kinds of harm that, that were approaching Rasulullah from many angles. So he was a, a supporter of Rasulullah but he did not accept Islam. As a matter of fact, when he was about to die, uh, uh, and uh, Rasulullah went to him where, when Abu Jahl was there, and Rasulullah says, uh, قُلْ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ كَلِمَةً أُحَاجُ لَكَ بِهَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ 
that oh uh, you said uh, oh my uncle say la ilaha illallah uh, and this uh, this kalima will be uh, I'll, I'll make it as a hujjah for you and in front of allah azza wa jal a proof for you in front of allah azza wa jal faqala abu jahal wa abdullah bin abdullah bin abi umayya ya abu talib targhabu an millati abdul muttalib falam yazala yukallimani hatta qala akhir shay'in kallamahum bihi ala millati abdul muttalib abdul muttalib so abu jahal he continued on and he actually was pushing and abu jahal and abdullah bin umayya were there and he said oh abu talib will you leave the religion of your your father abdul muttalib so they kept pushing him pushing him until uh, Abu, uh, Abu Talib, he died on the statement that he uh, that he is on the religion of Abdul Muttalib. Now, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "I will keep on asking for Allah's forgiveness for you, unless I am forbidden to do so." And this this hadith is reported by Bukhari, and the hadith continues on. Then the ayah, in, which is in Surah Tawbah, revealed, "Ma kana wal-ladina amanu an yastaghfiru lil-mushrikina, walau kanu uli qurba." مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيِّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ It is not for the, uh, for the Prophet Nabi and those who have believed to ask forgiveness for the polytheist mushrikeen. If they were relatives, even if they are relatives, after it has become clear to them that they are companions of hellfire. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very clearly forbid to the believers, including Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not to pray for him. And actually the following ayah talks about uh, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam as well. The ayah says, وَمَا كَانَ اسْتَغْفَارُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لِيَبِهِ إِلَّا عَنْ مُعَيْدَةٍ وَعَدَهَا إِيَّاهُ فَلَمَّ تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ أَنَّهُ عَدُوهٌ لِلَّهِ تَبَرَّ مِنْ إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لَأَوَّهُ حَلِيمٌ And the request of forgiveness of Ibrahim for his father was only because of a promise he made to him. But when it became apparent to Ibrahim that it is his father was an enemy of Allah, he dissociated himself from him. Indeed, was Ibrahim compassionate and, and patient. Now, uh, when uh, Ibn Kathir is discussing this, these ayat and giving the tafsir of that, he actually mentions um, an interesting event besides that it is not allowed for, for a Muslim to pray after a person dies on kufr. Uh, he brings up uh, one of the hadith which is uh, mentioned in Muslim, and actually it is reported by many of the different narrators and different books uh, of the hadith reports this hadith. This is reported by Abu Hurairah He says that قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم استأذنت ربي أن استغفر لي أمي فلم يأذن لي واستأذنته the Rasulullah I sought permission to beg forgiveness for my mother and he did not grant, me to, grant it to me. I sought permission for him to visit her grave and he granted the permission. So Rasulullah was not even allowed to ask for forgiveness for his own mother. This is how he said referring to. Now, I am not going gonna go at the discussion of uh, uh, these kind of discussions. Sometimes people go into uh, where the, the mother Rasulullah will be or the father will be and on and on. Uh, th- th- this is not really a discussion here to be discussed because uh, for us actually the more important thing is this that Allah Azza wa has prohibited us to pray for a person who has died on other religion than Islam in that state. So, so it is not allowed for us to pray. Unfortunately, many a times we find around us that uh, people start praying for 
sometime the beloved one, look, Rasulullah was talking about his own mother. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow him to bear, make dua for, uh, for his own mother. Uh, and here, uh, sometimes people, especially in the West, there's a lot of people who have uh, uh, entered into folds of Islam. They were not born Muslim. Their parents uh, continue to be non-Muslim, or brothers or sisters, or sometimes uh, other beloved ones. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a very tough thing to, uh, to not to be able to make dua for your beloved ones in that situation. But this is for uh, the... the this is something that they have chosen themselves because uh, and when we talk about the dua this is about the day after after they have died you're talking about uh, what's going to happen to them on the day of judgment this, this is between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have to worry about our own action we are accountable for what we do so this is an action when we go and make dua uh, or we go and tell people to be like these non-muslims for example as uh, we probably heard the story of uh, of the imam making uh, different kinds of du'as for uh, RGB who, who, who died uh, uh, who died uh, last week or so and not only that but telling the people that uh, she is the example that uh, we should be following how can uh, uh, a Muslim and not only a Muslim but a Imam of a masjid can talk like this to tell the people for them to their example is uh, uh, is a non-Muslim woman to be followed well, Allah Azza wa Jal has told us our example is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ حَسَنًا That our example is the best example to be followed. It's not just an example to be there, put in bookshelves and forget about that. No, this is an example that Allah Azza wa Jal has made for us that we are supposed to be following. Uh, so uh, th that's a very relevant thing to remember that when we study about uh, these events in the seerah of Rasulullah and what the behavior of Rasulullah was and the Sahaba, how they were behaving to a point that uh, Rasulullah never prayed for, uh, after any of the munafiqeen uh, after the ayahs were revealed uh, and Kuffar of course is not, was not allowed already to pray because uh, from the time of uh, Abu Talib's death when the ayah was revealed Rasulullah did not make dua for them and for his mother either so uh, uh, we, we should remember that from that that uh, it is not allowed Umar bin Khattar after that he used to follow uh, Hudayfa bin Yaman uh, any, uh, if anybody died he used to follow him if he prayed he would pray, uh, pray the janazah because Hudayfa was given this uh, information by Rasulullah who were the munafiqeen because munafiqeen is something that we cannot tell because this is something the issue of the heart from apparent uh, action, the person is showing to be a, a Muslim, but uh, in reality, in the heart, he is not a Muslim. So, um, uh, so, so, so what we can take out of that is, when we see uh, deaths of the non-Muslim, it is not allowed for us to make dua for them. But at the same time, it should be sad that we should be sad from that perspective that probably we did not carry the message to them yet, or we are not carrying the message of Islam to them, so they can uh, see. Uh, the, the mercy of Islam uh, and uh, they can save themselves uh, from the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that has to be very clear. Sometimes we think of, uh, the, I, I have seen people who are involved in many fronts of the da'wahs and they, uh, uh, they tend to not talk about that, that if you don't accept uh, the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, then uh, there's a punishment on the day of judgment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They try to avoid that as if this is something uh, uh, insulting or disrespectful for the people. No, rather it's a it's the method 
that was used by Rasulullah Sallallahu and all the prophets in the past they used to give the glad tidings of the Jannah and warn the people of the uh, of the Jahannam and that's the way it should be. Okay, so now uh, so that, that that's what these are the events from after the book which are important. Um, last thing I want to talk about today is inshallah the the Hajj that, Rasul, uh, that Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an performed and this Hajj as we know the Fatah Mecca was done uh, on the eighth year of the Hijrah. So the following year, which was the ninth year of the Hijrah, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq was sent by Rasulullah as as the leader of the, the group to uh, to perform the Hajj. It was Dhul uh, Qada uh, or the Dhul Hajjah, the month of the ninth year that that he left for the Hajj. And while he was on his way, uh, some of the uh, the, the beginning verses of Surah Tawbah were revealed, and that talks about the uh, innocence or immunity uh, of Rasulullah and his messenger from uh, uh, from the obligations that they had of the covenants that, that were made uh, with, uh, with different uh, tribes in the in the Arabian Peninsula. So uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he sent Ali bin Abi Talib radiAllahu an to announce uh, some of the the ahkam that were revealed. Uh, the reason Ali was chosen as uh, Discussed by uh, by the uh, by, by the historians, by the uh, muhaddithin and the mufassirin as well. They discussed that Ali bin Abi Talib was the was the family member of Rasulullah. He was a cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and that was the way among the Arabs that if there's an important thing is to be announced, then either the person who's the, who's the leader he should announce, or somebody from the family would announce. And Rasulullah also sent Ali bin Abi Talib uh, on his own camel. So she came. So that would be clear that this this order uh, or declaration was coming from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So uh, Ali bin Abi Talib he he, he caught up with Abu Bakr uh, radiallahu an before they made it to Mecca. And uh, when he went there, uh, when he reached there, uh, and uh, so Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an first question he asked whether he was a Amir or Ma'mur. So uh, meaning that the one who will be leading now. Or that he will be led. So Ali said he's Ma'mur, meaning uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh, continued to be the leader of the Hajj while uh, Ali will be uh, under him. So uh, then they, these two companions they proceeded, and uh, when they proceeded, the, the, the important thing here was of this announcement that were sent actually to cleanse the Arabian Peninsula completely from all sorts of uh, adultery or. Uh, uh, worshipping different kind of idols uh, or, or any of those different uh, rituals that were going on and the, uh, the, that Arabian Peninsula becomes the uh, the center of Islam and from there on Islam was spread so the, the foundation was built strong and there was no other thing was going on in that area except uh, implementation of Islam and uh, living by, by Islam. Uh, when Ali, uh, Ali was, uh, uh, was allowed or he, he recited the, the 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 ayat from Surah Tawbah, and then <clears throat> after he paused, and then he said some specific orders from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Number one was that uh, the the no disbeliever will enter into Jannah. Okay, when Ali bin Ali bin Abi Talib is saying like this, we know from the rules of the ahadith actually when a Sahabi talks about something about the Jannah and Nar, he's not making it up from him. It is from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam because this information is part of the wahi. It cannot be just from uh, uh, 
uh, anything else but the wahi. So, uh, so the no disbeliever will enter into paradise from uh, uh, that. That was number one. Second was no mushrik go on uh, on the Hajj after this year. So this year was because it was not uh, uh, it was still allowed until now that they were allowed to come in. After this year, they were not allowed. Nobody should circumambulate or do the tawaf of the Kaaba naked. As uh, we know, during the uh, during the uh, Jahiliya, uh, this is one of the, the the trends they had. The one who cannot buy the the, the clothes, special, specific clothes for the Hajj, uh, then they had to do the the, the Hajj uh, naked, and this is how they used to do. So this was not allowed from uh, from there on. Uh, fourth thing was after there will be uh, there will be no uh, covenant or uh, except the, for those who had an agreement with Rasulullah for a period, and he can have it for the specified period. Uh, uh, and Ali declared these four uh, orders, and then he gave people four months in which to return to their homes. Uh, and never again after that year any mushrik made the Hajj, uh, and they were, they never did the uh, circumambulation of the Tawaf of the Kaaba naked. Now here, uh, and also we know that um, when it comes to the, the, the agreement that Rasulullah sallallahu had, uh, or different kind of sulah he had, uh, they were allowed to before, uh, complete the time period, or if there was no time period, they were given four months. And of course the one who had broken that, uh, the, 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 their covenant, they are out of the covenant anyways. So this is how Rasulullah sallallahu uh, cleansed the uh, the the Jazeera al-Arab completely from all different kinds of uh, worshippings uh, or any kind of uh, uh, wrong deed that was happening in in, in Jazeera al-Arab or Arabian Peninsula and also made this as the foundation land from there on. Now the Islam started spreading very swiftly all across the Arabian Peninsula and uh, actually uh, the uh, the the, the, the Sira books talk about that there were about 70 different food delegations came to Rasulullah after Fatah Mecca and Tabuk because these were the two victories that actually solidified the presence of the Islamic State that it's not going anywhere as a matter of fact it's just going to go from there on and that, that this is what was the main idea behind uh, cleansing uh, the the Jazeera al-Arab from all other kinds of worshipping than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, that was a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes, uh, so some of the Muslims, I, uh, I have seen that they try to become uh, defensive. Uh, why do we do that? And why don't we allow the others? While, while the Muslims can go to other places. The idea is this. Number one thing is, this is a command from Allah azza wa Number two is, even uh, from a... If you want to look from the uh, aqli perspective, from the mind perspective, there are many places, many states of the, uh, around the world, they do not allow other people to, to enter there. And you have to have many different kinds of permissions and uh, 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 have to be taken from different, different sources and then you can even just enter to the door. So here, uh, it's not the issue of uh, you're black or you're white or you're uh, brown, uh, so you cannot enter or you can enter. Rather... Uh, anybody who says la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, he can enter if he is uh, he's a believer. That's all it takes, uh, and uh, that's what this is a command from Allah Azza wa and this is what we go by, and that's the way it should be uh, replied to if uh, somebody makes this as an excuse. So, uh, inshallah, uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, the different wufud that uh, came to uh, to Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, uh, after Tabuk. Uh, inshallah, next week uh, there's only few things left. 
I'll try to finish up uh, these sessions within like the next two or three sessions. So what left so far is talk about the wufud, uh, the hajj by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, hajjatul wada, and uh, uh, and then we talk about the passing away of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and transferring of power to Abu Bakr Siddiq So inshallah we'll see how long it takes, but a few few more sessions inshallah. So I'll stop here, and if there's any uh, questions or comments about the subject covered today, uh, I'll try to answer, inshallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com, as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.